Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. Testicles one, two, testicles one, two. What's going on, all you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that have a father in your life? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. I'm your host, that mildly talented Corey Caesar. This is episode 37, and if you've been keeping track, this is the third episode in as many weeks, and that's because I'm a gangster. Um, If you're a first-time listener, or if you haven't already done, please subscribe and rate on your favorite listening platform. That helps us out. It helps the show. It helps the analytics. Um, and, and I do appreciate, um, all the new listeners and all the old listeners, all the, all the, uh, men, women, gender neutrals, uh, all you people, the numbers have been real solid lately. Um, so just go ahead and give yourself a little personal golf clap, you know, one of those little personal golf claps, go ahead, maybe tap yourself on the back a little bit, the shoulder, you're the real MVP. I, re- I really do appreciate it. Um, and also feel free to slide into them, uh, them Instagram DMs. Like always, with any questions, comments, or show ideas, and you can find us at, at Chromatic Distortion Podcast, and that's mainly on Instagram. Uh, I do have a Facebook, uh, Facebook page, but I, I'm not real active on it. I'm way more active on the Instagram. It's really what we focus on, um, so so that's the best place to get a hold of us, and we and we answer everything. So uh, if you send if you send me a DM, I will I will respond, um, like 95 percent of the time. All right, so. Um, Today's show, what we're getting into today, is uh, is some shit. So if if you've been involved, um, in in society at all, right? Like even even one iota, um, you know people are weird as fuck, and that's me included. I'm a weird guy. I'm, I'm super weird. Um, nothing wrong with that. But there are some 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 of these weird people who uh, who like to sue, or or bring civil lawsuits against anyone. Uh, and for anything, and and that I think that started actually when I when I was a kid because I, I remember, um, like the late eighties, early nineties. That's when it it seemed everything started changing, and like uh, 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 trampolines were real big, and that was when parents first started um, making kids sign permission slips, having parents sign permission slips that you could jump on their trampoline because people were getting hurt, and then turn around and suing the other family. And, and people were like, kids were playing in your backyard, and they would fall and like uh, uh, break an arm, and they would sue the family that where they broke their arm. Like, yeah, yeah, happened at your house. It's like, come on, man, some personal responsibility. Everyone needs more personal responsibility. I think we're, we're having a real issue with that in our society today. Um, um, so, so, uh, uh, so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about some of these more weird, funny, and absolutely frivolous lawsuits that have been filed uh, in a court of law. And and don't forget, because you, you, I know these are hilarious. They are funny, and uh, the world is too happy. And you're like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with people getting their money? I get it. Uh, I'm not knocking anybody for getting their money, uh, but just remember that all these frivolous ones, you know, when you're suing for absolutely nothing and, and no real reason, you pay for that. 
Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay for that. Your tax dollars pay for those courts to operate. You pay for those judges. You pay for those juries. You pay for the uh uh the air conditioning and the building expenses and all that shit. You pay for that through your tax dollars. So it ain't free. This ain't this ain't free to us. This ain't free to America. All right. Um. So so the first case, we'll just jump right in. The first case of I'll sue your pants off. Literally, we have a a, a Washington D.C. judge which makes this story even worse and, and that much more funny because he's an actual fucking judge of law, right? Um, who who this this guy, this homie, this dude, um, he took his pants to get dry cleaned. You know, a lot of people take, uh, I get my shit dry cleaned. And he took it to this family-owned business called Custom Cleaners. They're going to customize that clean. Now, according to him, they never returned the correct pair of pants. And in his in his mind, Betrayed that satisfaction guarantee sign, you know, in the side of the source. Man, if if that if that's all it takes, bro, you you know, I I I eat a lot of food out, and there's many a time I'm not satisfied with the the freshness of my burger, or the or the or the or the fryness of my uh of my chicken. You know, on that Sammy, if it's a little cold and dry. I want that shit fresh out the fryer. I mean, if we're suing for satisfaction like that, um, so 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 this this um, satisfaction guarantee sign that he that he felt um, betrayed him, it served as enough reason for um, for this chode to sue this 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 little small business for you know just just a, a you know just a small a small little sum, sixty seven million dollars for lo- for losing his pants, aka the most expensive pants in the history of pants i mean i i think the mormons the mormons got uh they got some magical underwear ain't ain't, ain't that's what ain't that what mormons are about don't they wear some magical underwear i bet you those magical underwear ain't even worth 67 million but this dude's pants 67 million but but to be fair i don't want to harp on too much because to be fair um homie was gracious enough to to drop the case down to only you know just only uh 54 million dollars so I mean, he came off thirteen million. You know what a nice guy, right? Now this lawsuit language has never sounded so beautiful. Um, Roy Pearson—that's this, this is guy name, the the offended pants man, as we'll call him. Um, he passionately describes his mental suffering, inconvenience, and discomfort at the hands of a business where quote, excuse me. Never before in uh, recorded history have a group of defendants engaged in such misleading and unfair business practice. That's what he said to the judge. Basically, life without his pants was hell, he's claiming. Now, Pearson continued his tirade, always referring to himself as we, you know, like we, we, until the judge is like, correct him, he's like, nah, bro, you a you. There's no more defendants. You're the only defendant. Why? Who's we? Like who who are you talking about? And he, what he was trying to do is he was trying to get thousands of Americans who are also subjected to satisfaction guarantee signs and not satisfied to stand up and fight for their rights for quality service. I'll hit it again. I, I mean, come on. 
Uh, now the case ended with the dry cleaner, uh, the owner. He just held up a, uh, he just held up those pair of pants, a pair of press pants at that, nice and clean, nice custom cleaned. He was facing the judge, the jury, and the plaintiff, and he delivered the final blow to Pearson's case with four simple words: "These are your pants." You know what happened once those devastatingly uh, triggering words were uttered? Bro, dude ran out of the testimony. He ran out of the courtroom, tears streaming down his face, shocked at such an injustice. And to this day, that fucking guy denies that those were his pants, not my pants. Still want $54 million dollars. Now, obviously, um, a judge disagreed, and he lost the case. And his term, remember, he was a judge. This guy's a judge of character. This guy's a judge of law. This guy can put you in jail. And um, his term expired in 2007. And, and of course, he was, he was not reappointed, um, um, pres- presumably, because the you know his judgment on the worth of pants and his obvious emotional issues... But not to him. That's not why. And 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 do you think a guy who just sued for $67 million because my pants, you think he was going to take that laying down, that, that, that not being reappointed, not fired, just not reappointed? Of course not. So he sued the city for wrongful termination. But, of course, was unsuccessful in that endeavor as well. What a fucking, what a fucking douche. Um... How about this one? We had a woman who sued Universal Studios because it was causing her emotional distress. Emotional distress is a good one, guys. You got emotional distress, you're going to get money. Um, So the distress in question happened when um, Clenthy Peters uh, and her granddaughter, they exited a ride. And what did they find when they exited this ride? Not just the normal turn gate. Nah. They found an employee with a chainsaw leaping out of the dark and chasing them out of the ride. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, I mean, someone fucking had a chainsaw. Of course they're scared. Well, I mean, they ran. I mean, would, wouldn't you be scared? Now, I don't know. Let's, let's listen. So, so they swore that Leatherface was attacking them in the middle of public. That would be what any, right? Like any logical human being would who's, attending an event at a park that markets itself as the scariest experience you'll ever have at a theme park and often features headlining attractions such as 3D saw-style torture and a haunted house filled with your darkest fears. Screaming, though, they ran out of the ride, you know, and onto the park, and they slipped on a wet spot because you didn't, you didn't put your fucking wet, wet pavement sign down, guy. And that left them helpless when Leatherface caught up to them and brandished his chainsaw in their faces. You know what these know what they were doing? They were huddled down, bro. They were hugging, they were crying, and they were praying galore. And uh, if I had to guess, if you know, they probably if they were that scared, if they were really that scared, I'm assuming they needed the chains. You know, they needed to go to that custom cleaners, bro, and get them pants cleaned because they probably just doo dooed in their pants, dropped that dingle juice. Now, instead of feeling thankful to be alive, though, you know, the, the women turned around and sued the park for, uh, for 15 Gs. And why didn't they win? 
You might be asking yourself, well, I don't know. It might be because the park was going through Halloween Horror Nights and the alley, you know, where all this happened. Just, you know, just happened to be the haunted house. I mean, did they not know where they were at? In 1991, we had this dude named Richard Overton who sued Anheuser-Busch, maker of beers like Budweiser and Bud Light, you know, them butt wipers. Um, and he claimed that their advertisements featuring guys scoring with beautiful women do not illustrate the reality that consuming beer will not get you laid. <laughs> his, his concerns for public seem to be pretty evident as clause by clause he accuses the beer maker of lying to society in order to get them to buy their products and promote the false belief that beer is necessary for social interactions between the sexes. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Don't fucking hurt. Having a little uh, liquid courage and you don't hurt. And, and and also having a beard and drinking an IPA don't really hurt either. So maybe just switch up to an IPA guy, grow a beard. And better luck. Um, this false belief, he claimed, uh, is harmful to society. But uh, then the lawsuit turns to its last page, where it claims that advertisements cause poor Overton emotional and physical distress along with financial losses of $10,000. I mean, this sounds like a pretty personal case to me, man. Um, but this compensation demanded $250 for every day that Anheuser-Busch continued uh, to air these ads. Um, the lawsuit never describes what personal damage, though, was inflicted by Anheuser-Busch onto Overton, though it's easy to imagine he tried to uh, emulate one of these ads. Maybe he ended up getting uh, uh, sick of hypothermia, you know, when trying to cool beers on an icy mountain. I mean, why wouldn't, why, why, why wouldn't you emulate that ad? Or, or, may, or maybe he tried hitting on women over and over again, drunk on that Bud Light, you know, until one of them finally gave it to him straight up cold, bro, leaving him brutally exposed to the harsh reality that advertisements are not a real depiction of of life. Who would have thunk? Beta. That's right. You a beta male, bro. I'll hit it again. Beta. Yeah, you a beta. Um. Uh. How about how about a suicidal person? We we had a suicidal person who sued the Subway Train Authority. So way back, way back in 1977, this dude Milo uh, Steffens Jr. Now, he tried to commit suicide by jumping in front of a subway train as it pulled into the East Manhattan station, but he didn't die. But the aftermath was pretty brutal. Let's just say that um, that he didn't emerge from this uh, incident in one piece. I think he lost an arm, a leg, and a part of another arm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's not funny, but it's, it's kind of funny. Um, now, a few months later, the family was able to find this uh, this personal injury lawyer who, who gave a whole new meaning to the term personal injury uh, in the legal circumstance. Now, this guy was no bullshit, the 1970s Glenn Lerner. And if you, if you don't know who Glenn Lerner is, uh, he's the lawyer for you. Call 222-2222. That's some free advertisement from Glenn Lerner. Hey, hit up Chromatic Distortion, bro. We sponsor you, bro. I, I know I know. I see them ads, man. I know you guys got money. Um, we'll take we'll take a dollar or two uh, per advertisement. Come on, guy. Um, uh Two 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 twenty two twenty two. With his help, though, with this guy's help, not low, uh, not not Glenn Lerner, but this other douche, um, the family sued the New York City Transit Transit Authority for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the guise that the driver of the train, 
guys, you know what he didn't do? He didn't slow down the car in time and thus was the blame for injuring Steffens, even though, you know, he willingly put himself on them fucking tracks to be hit, you know, like, like as, as the train was coming, but you know, he, the guy didn't stop quick enough. Now, astonishingly, astonishingly, they won when the transit uh, authority just settled. They just settled. They didn't want to go to court. Strangely, you know, Stephens tried to kill himself again using the same method in 1982. It's like five years later, which means that uh, he either uh, um, needs serious medical help or he um, burned through that money faster than fucking MC Hammer. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. Broke, bro. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. That's right. Um, fortunately, New York... Um, didn't have anything to worry about though this time because there were there was no severe personal damage, and uh, I'll go ahead and, and say what you're uh, what we were all thinking. Hey guy, uh, how do you suck so bad at killing yourself? Eh, do you threw yourself in front of a train twice and didn't die either time, man? It's pretty bad. You're pretty bad. I mean, I hate to uh, bring insult to injury, man, but you just bad at you suck at life, bro. Um, how about jackass? Sue's jackass. All right, right? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, a man who legally changed his name to Jack Ass in 1997, he sued uh, Viacom, dude, MTV's parent company, because of that little show, you know, the air called Jackass, if you remember. Uh, now, Mr. Ass uh, was seeking $10 million for, quote, injury to a reputation I've built and defamation of the character I've created. <laughs> Uh, the character being himself uh, trying to spearhead an awareness campaign uh, about the dangers of alcohol. So, I mean, uh, I mean, his cause is good at least. Um, and, and, and Mr. Ass had good intentions, but it seems a little crazy and convoluted to um, legally change your name to Jackass and then run a campaign with uh, um, whose slogan is, don't be a dumbass, be a smart ass. <laughs> Uh, in 2011, a monkey grabbed a hold of uh, a nature photographer David Slater's camera and snapped a, a selfie of himself. Animal rights group PETA filed a lawsuit claiming that the co- uh, the copyright for the photograph should belong to the monkey. The monkey, guys. And after years of courtroom drama, both parties eventually came to an agreement. I mean, to PETA. If I mean we if go back and listen to uh episode 34, 34 uh this ice cream tastes like pee. There was a story in there about PETA, you know, and and a and a road name, Chicken Dinner Road. Fucking PETA's ridiculous, dude, sometimes. Um a Raleigh, North Carolina police officer once tried to sue Starbucks for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars after he spilled a, f- a free cup of hot coffee on his lap. A judge took one look at this ridiculous expensive request and found Starbucks to be not liable for the damages. Um, a woman named Laura Roseberg used Google Maps to find a safe pedestrian walkway, but the app ended up leading her uh, to a four-lane four highway. She was walking. Um, and so she walked down this dangerous road anyway because, you know, Google said so. And um, she got hit. She got hit by a car, and so she ended up suing Google. And uh, court decided she couldn't sue over bad decisions, and I agree. She missed, like, all the little side roads, and, and Google also puts a little disclaimer 
on the map itself, so she really had no leg to stand on. <laughs> Get it? Um, a 77-year-old German playboy named Rolf Eden once filed a lawsuit against a 19-year-old woman simply because she refused to have sexual relations with him. Eden claimed the refusal was, you ready for it, guys? Age discrimination. Ooh, you guys like that discrimination word, man. See where it can get weird. Um, after a 59-year-old Scottish woman was viciously attacked by a seagull one afternoon, she fell hard on the cement ground. She filed a lawsuit against the surrounding office buildings, claiming they didn't do enough to offer her safety. Yep. The judge rejected the case um, out of the court because no one could determine where the seagull even came from. <laughs> man, we fucking live in some strange times, man. We were some we, we some weird we are we are a weird species, dude. Um in nineteen eighty five, two teenagers tried to commit suicide after listening to the album by the rock band Judas Priest. The parents of both kids tried to sue the band, saying there was subliminal messages on the album that um co- um that you know basically coerced them in them into uh, suicide. And the te- even though the teens had a history of, you know, disturbed behavior, however, um, the judge ruled in favor of the band. So, you know, so, you know, yeah, you, you can't blame. I mean, I don't want to get political, but we just had some shoot. You can't blame video games, can't blame music. Yeah, blame the person who did the act. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, after, after a nursing student named Jennifer Berbella failed her school's final exam twice in a row. So she failed twice. She tried to sue the school because that's your next course of action, claiming they didn't put enough effort into helping her with her anxiety and depression. This is the world we're living in, guys. Um, New York resident Leif Nelson absolutely loved Foster's beer. However, when he found out that it was uh, actually brewed in Texas and not Australia, he was furious. Uh, and he tried suing soft, uh, Fosters for misleading him. And he said if they uh, started making it in Australia again, or, 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 or if they just started making it in Australia, he would drink that beer again. Yeah. Fosters, Australian for beer. Uh, when an eight-year-old uh, boy named Sean uh, Tarella ran up and hugged his aunt uh, one afternoon, because isn't that what you normally do? You, like, you're excited to see your aunt. You come up and hug her. You know, poor little boy, little poor little, eight, little uh, eight-year-old excited boy. He accidentally knocked his poor little aunt over, and she happened to break her wrist. So what does any aunt do? She tried to sue her own nephew due to a formality with the insurance claim. But luckily, the the judge never awarded her a cent. Um, After a man named Anton Persimia uh, was bitten by a ra- uh, rabies-infested dog, and I'm putting rabies-infested in quotes. You can't see me, but I'm putting it in quotes. Um, dog on a on a New York City bus. He tried suing several places, including the city, New York City Transit, two local hospitals, and uh, in a Abon Parish uh, store. And and he asked for two. This is no bullshit, guys. This fucking guy asked for two undecillion dollars. Undecillion. Now you may be seeing that a weird way to say undecided. No, 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 no. It's real. It's real. It's not a fake number. It's three hundred and forty trillion, trillion, trillion dollars. Yep, three trillions. Three forty trillion, trillion, trillion. That's un 
undecillion dollars. Yep. Yep. <laughs> when the <laughs> When the Guinness Book of World Records wanted to name uh, uh, a federal inmate Jonathan Lee Riches, uh, Riches as the uh, as the world's most lit, uh, litig- uh, lit- litigious man, that means he files the most lawsuits. Um, Riches realized they wanted to publish t- uh, statistics about him, and um, he thought they were incorrect. So naturally, what what do you do when you when you sue people all the time? You sue. So naturally, he sued, and uh, the lawsuit this time. He he cla- uh they claimed he filed five thousand five hundred lawsuits in his lifetime. But he stated it was only four thousand. Make that four thousand and one, bitch. Uh, in nineteen ninety-nine, Daniel Dukes tragically died um while trying to achieve his lifelong dream of swimming with a whale. Uh he hit himself in the SeaWorld security uh um he hit himself from SeaWorld security guards and was killed by an orca whale. After the park closed. So then he just climbed into a fucking, you know, a, a, a whale pen. Now, Daniel's parents naturally filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against SeaWorld for failure to display public signs warning of the dangers which whales can cause to humans. We need to bring natural selection back. Because this is what happens when you label everything and you let retards be retards. Like, do you really need to be told that a whale can hurt you? Is that something in life that you really need? Let's be honest about it. Because we're, we're spending a lot of time on dumb shit like this. About putting labels on things. About telling people they, you know, you know, it's like, do we really need to regulate everyone's life t- this much? Are they that dumb? And if they are, do we really want them to, do we really want them to reproduce? I'm sorry, I'll say it. Do we really want them to reproduce? I, I don't. I really don't. Sorry. Call me a bad man for that. I just don't. Um, the uh, the suit was quietly dropped later with no explanation for the family's change of heart. If I had to guess, it was probably a quiet settlement. Um, when Trina Thompson of New York was unable, this is a crazy one too. Here's another one. When Trina Thompson of New York was unable to find a suitable job following graduation from Monroe College, she filed a $72,000 case against her al- al- alma mater. Now Thompson, who graduated with the with just a small 2.7 GPA, so not very good, average, very average, um, claimed the college's career services department didn't provide sufficient help with her job search, and and you ready for it? And gave preferential treatment to students with excellent grades. I mean, duh. They worked harder than you. They did better than you. They should be warded more than you. That's what's wrong with society. You don't get the same as them. Sorry. But we, but we both participated. Yeah, but you didn't participate as much as them. What were you doing while they stayed home and studied? Maybe maybe they put other things on hold. You chose maybe to go out and party. Or you chose to go do this. Maybe they chose not to do that. And they chose to stay home and study. And you want to be rewarded the same as them. No, you guys made two different decisions. Two totally different decisions, more than likely. There's no no one makes any one exact decision as the next person. Sorry, so why do you get the same outcome? That's not how it works. Opportunity, uh, uh, equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. Man, we got to preach that more. Um, so, uh, anyway, she sought to uh, she basically sought to regain the seventy thousand dollars she had spent on tuition for her bachelor's degree. 
in information technology, plus an extra $2,000 for stress caused during her three-month job search. Um, you know what they say, though, guys, when it rains, it pours. And what happens when you put all your trust in a, uh, in a weather prediction? Uh, bad day, evidently. Oh, excuse me. An Israeli woman sued a TV station when the weatherman wrongfully predicted a nice day. And this poor woman, she ended up getting caught in the rain, causing her to catch the flu, miss a week of work, and purchase medication. So she sued for $1,000, claiming the incident caused her stress. And uh, she won the ridiculous case. And I'll just, well, well, fuck it, while we're, while we're ranting on people, uh, weathermen are trash. Weathermen are trash anyway. We don't even need you jokers anymore. I mean, aren't we all kind of weathermen now? It's 2019, we all carry Doppler radar in our pockets. Just pull out your phone. Do you, do you, do you really need a guy on the telly, on the TV, telling you um, <laughs> what the weather's going to be? Um, so so the, um, here's here's one of the more bizarre lawsuits uh, I found for you. In, in, in 2008, an Illinois, uh, uh, Illinois woman, Gayan Zakharabov, who was 58, she tried to sue the estate of uh, Hiroki uh, Jaho, who was only 18 years old. This guy was only 18 years old. Um, and he was an unfortunate victim of a train accident. So here's what happened. Now, while attempting to catch an inbound metro train, Joho, the 18-year-old boy, um, he ran across the tracks and was struck by an Amtrak train that was tra- traveling 70 miles per hour. Now, a 70-mile-per-hour train hitting human results in, uh, you know, usually that human's body to, you know, explode. Just to, to say it nicely, just explode. Um, and portions of this exploded victim's deceased body ended up striking this 58-year-old year um, Gayan Zakharabov as she waited on a nearby train platform. And it injured her so- uh, shoulder, wrist, and leg a little bit. Now, the lower courts, um, that judge, he dismissed the morbidly bizarre case, stating that the young man could not have predicted where his body would strike because, you know, he was dead. But in our in our weird-ass fucking society, an appeals court later disagreed and said that it was reasonably feasible or, or reasonable, uh, reasonably foreseeable that a high-speed train could kill Joho and send his flying body parts into crowds of waiting passengers. So she won her case. Are you kidding me? I mean, Wow. Talk about being in the right place at the wrong time or wrong place at the right time. I don't really know how, how you, I mean, you got hit with a dead body, but man, you got rewarded for it. Um, uh, Here's a case that we all uh, all missed. And by missed, I mean, we missed out on collecting a Chris $10 bill that Alexander Hamilton, for us people that don't have them Benjis, them Ben Franklins, we got them Alexander Hamiltons. We just remove a zero. We got a 10. Now, although it's hard to imagine anybody actually expecting Red Bull, uh, to give you wings, as the brand slogan claims, one un- unhappy customer still sued the company after failing to get his. Heard that right. Benjamin uh, Carithas, who enjoyed the caffeinated energy drink for 11 years before uh, filling a lawsuit in 2013, accused the Austrian brand of false and misleading advertising claims. 
on discovering the drink contains less caffeine than a cup of coffee. This dude argued that the brand's claim of increased performance, concentration, and reaction speed were misleading. And a judge agreed with him. And looking to avoid a lengthy and costly legal battle, Red Bull agreed to settle the case out of court. Now, regardless of whether you had any proof of purchase, anybody in the U.S. who'd bought at least one can of Red Bull in the previous 12 years was then entitled to a claim uh, to claim $10 in cash or $15 in Red Bull products. Kind of obsessed. I uh, kind of upset. I missed out on that. I, I never. I don't even fucking remember that. All the fucking Vegas and Jaeger bombs I bought over the years. And I went fucking hard in the paint in my 20s, guys. Dude, I deserve that $10 bill over anybody. I've been drinking energy drinks for 20-some-odd years. Where's my 10? Fuck. Can I sue, too? Can I get some money? I don't feel like my uh, my performance is up to par of what they claim it is either. Um, in, two, in 2015, actress Sofia Varga um, was sued by two of her own embryos. <laughs> You're that right. Two of her own embryos. With a little help from her ex-fiance, Nick Loeb, who filed a lawsuit on their behalf. The former couple split in 2014 following one unsuccessful round of IVF, leaving two female uh, embryos frozen. In early 2015, he started a legal battle over the custody of those embryos, the frozen embryos, which he'd already, already creepily named Emma and Isabel, Isabella, and uh, said he wanted to bring them to term. Now, the lawsuit was filed in Louisiana, uh, allegedly because it was where um, the couple had dated and planned a life together, although the judge claimed it was more likely due to uh, the state's laws surrounding unborn children. Either way, the case was dismissed when the judge ruling, um, with the judge ruling that since neither parent had any ties to the state, and that since the embryos themselves were citizens of California, any lawsuit would have to be filed there. Now, now, now if you were like me, you, you just heard that and you kind of squinted your eyes, right? Because aren't we having like all kinds of national debates about abortion? And isn't the big argument about when does life start? Like when does that baby actually gain its own rights? And the less basically saying once it's out of the vagina, now it has rights up until that point, up literally up until the point it's, um, you know, still in her poisse, um, that baby has no rights. And this judge literally just called two embryos citizens of California, the most liberal of all liberal places. How does that work? How do those have rights? I mean, just something to think about. And I'm, you know, I'm pro, uh, pro choice. So don't, don't, don't ding me on that. I'm for abortion. I'm just saying it's a little, uh, Y'all need to change your arguments a little bit. Um, uh, a, a Romanian murderer hit headlines in 2005 when he decided to take God to court, <laughs> arguing that uh, his baptism had been a binding contract broken by God. So Pavel uh, Mircea attempted to sue God for failing, quote, to protect me from all evils. Um, this dude who was serving a 20-year jail sentence claimed that God, quote, gave me to Satan who encouraged me to kill. Um, the lag took out a, uh, out a lawsuit against the uh, Romanian Orthodox Church 
as God's representatives, citing five crimes allegedly committed by God, including fraud, breach of trust, and, a, and an abuse of a position of authority. I mean, I mean, this dude's this dude's case ain't that off. I don't, I don't think really in reality. Uh, it's, it's convoluted, but it's, it's got some basis on it. Uh, so this dude argued that God had not kept his side of the bargain, accepting prayers without offering anything in exchange. Uh, fortunately for the church, the case was thrown out um, of the court since God does not have a legal resident at which he could, uh, you know, be served with them legal papers. And let's just not forget real quick as we're closing this up. Let's just not forget that Rocky beat Tommy Gunn, the paper champ in them streets. And then uh, George Washington Duke was all like, and touch me and I'll sue. And Rocky, and Rocky popped his ass anyway. Sue me for what? All right, that's all I got. That's all I got, guys, for you. I know this is a little shorter episode today, um, but we're, we're, we're going to be coming back uh, next week. Be on the lookout for another current events episode. Um, then I'm going to follow that up with something a little slightly different. All right, guys? So last week, um, I told you my fantasy football league was starting. We have our draft on September 1st. That's the Sunday before Labor Day. So this is what I have planned. This is what I planned out for this, this little time frame. Uh, I'm going to hit you with that current event episode next Monday the 19th. Then the following Monday, the 26th, I'm going to be doing a reading. I'm going to be doing a reading of um, uh, Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard. Okay, this is one of my favorite pieces of writing. And uh, don't fret. I'll be adding my own little personal commentary to it. It'll be, it'll be, it, it won't be dry. Um, and then no episode. There'll be no episode on September 2nd, which is Labor Day itself. We do drop these on Monday. So I'm not going to do a Labor Day episode. Um, that'll be, that'll be, we'll be taking that little holiday off. So I'm gonna give you five episodes in a row and I'm gonna take a week off. Uh, uh, hopefully you guys won't be too mad at me. And then I don't know what we'll be coming back with after that. I don't know if we'll be doing a current events or if we'll do an, a, nor- a normal episode. Um, I'll plan that out, um, later, but that will also give me a little solid week to kind of prepare for my draft to kind of, um, get, get me what I need to do for that. So I can, I can still focus on my show and focus on that simultaneous. That'd be great. Cause really that reading a Rothbard, I won't really have to prepare that. I just I just read it, you know. So um, and I and I've read it multiple times, so it's, it's no big deal. Um, all right, I think that's uh, I think that's all I wanted to cover for today. Yeah. All right. Like always, guys, the world's full of good people. If you can't find one, be one of them bitches, guys. Come on, man. That's that's important. That saying's important. I don't know how many of you guys actually listen to that. The world's full of good people. If you can't find one, be one. Catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion.
in a week before. Yeah, I will drink it in a week before.